0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Son of a Blitch podcast. I'm your host, George Blitch. Uh, Today is Veterans Day, and I just got done with a very powerful conversation with Curtis Bell. Um, He's a firefighter up in North Texas. Uh, He is a former U.S. Marine uh, veteran. He uh, helps to run the Block Foundation, um, and as well as uh, working on association with uh, Patriot Anglers, we talk a lot about organizations that are out there to help veterans. Um, you know, there's so many struggles that veterans go through. I've come from a family of, of many people who have served, a lot of first responders. And, you know, these there's organizations that are out there. And He kind of talks to the ones that he's been involved with that are there to help those uh, who, who really need it the most, I feel like. Um, you know, in, in my experience, I've known a lot of people who have taking their own lives that are veterans, uh, who have maybe gone into some serious addictions. It's a very, very difficult transition coming back into civilian life. Um, I, I don't even begin to say I understand it because I don't. I, I I can see it and I can have a sense of it. And that's why I've interviewed people such as Curtis, who can talk about things firsthand. You know, he he really opens up. And is very vulnerable and talks a lot about what he's seen and the struggles that he and, you know, his brothers have gone through. Um, It's a very powerful, very powerful uh, interview that I just had. And there's going to be many more um, that I'm going to have with a lot of veterans, a lot of veteran uh, organizations that are there to help those who I, I feel like need it most. I feel like if you've volunteered your life to service and to protecting the freedoms of our country and our people, and you've gone out there, when you come back home, you need to have everything at your disposal. And sadly, that's not really the case. And it's a struggle. And I don't know if there's even a particular answer of, we need more funding here. We need more mental health care here or you know, having the right psychologists and psychiatrists and and different type of, you know, counselors available because there's still everyone has their own struggle. Everyone has their own experience. And I don't know if there's any one, you know, way that we can say, oh, we're going to solve all this, but we need to really, we need to do everything we can to provide all the resources that are possible out there for our veterans. And I really feel like, We need to be more aware of this uh, as a whole and do everything we can to help support those who've sacrificed so much and their families who have sacrificed so much. So thank you, Curtis, for, for sharing, um, and for really opening up and, um, you know, thank you all for, for listening and please, if you feel so inclined, uh, to, to go and, volunteer or to just spread the word of organizations in and around your areas that are helping out. And if you're listening and you're a veteran, you're a first responder and you feel like you're in the deepest, darkest place, there's people there that are, that want to help you. There's people there that are going to do everything they can to make sure that they help find you some healing. I know it seems dark. I know it seems like there may not be another alternative, but this is where you need to Reach out because there's places and there's people that are there that are trained to be able to help you be able to get through this and you can get through it. And I, I hope that you do if you if you're one of those people listening. Maybe this is why you're here today to tune in, because maybe this is a message you need to hear from Curtis, from you know all these other people who are there. Um again, it's a heavy conversation and It's because it's heavy subject matter. And uh, I'm just, I feel honored and obligated to continue reaching out and to shine a light in this area. And uh, so this isn't going to be just a Veterans Day thing. I think I'm going to need to maybe at least once a month have an interview with somebody uh, that is in this space to be able to help bring about um, healing and help because it's very important so thank you all who have served um happy veterans day and without further ado here is the podcast with curtis bell hey curtis how you doing today man
1: hey good good appreciate you having me on George.
0: absolutely well you know just to give a little background uh, curtis and i met when we were in line at uh shields up in the colony uh for yep. an event where uh, Stephen Rennell was coming doing a little meet and greet signing for his uh, most recent book and uh, we just got to talking and Curtis shared a lot about uh, some organizations he works with, the Block Foundation, uh, you know, and Patriot Anglers. And we were just kind of talking about, you know, your your time and your service. Um, and again, thank you for your service. And um, we were just kind of talking about some, some ideas and said, hey, let's just stay in touch. Um, obviously, uh, today, the day that this is airs, uh, this airs will be Veterans Day. And I kind of wanted to do something as I've been creating this podcast to give back to uh, folks and raise awareness for veterans organizations, uh people who are giving back and kind of helping those who have helped us and served. And I wanted to have you on today to kind of have you talk about some of the organizations you've worked with um, and that you promote and you know why it's important that we focus on really giving back and really trying to help the veterans that have, have been there in service. So if you just kind of want to run with it and talk about some things and then we'll kind of dive into some you know more conversations as, as we get a little closer there.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. First of all, I just want to say Happy Veterans Day to all those that that have served and are currently serving, uh, along with their family members. Because it's a, it you know, as a veteran, uh, I couldn't have done it without the support of my family as well. So um, appreciate everybody's service out there. Thank you. Um, So my name is Curtis Bell. I'm uh, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Uh, I was in from 2002 to 2006. Um, I primarily served with. VMGR uh, 252. It's a C-130 unit out of Cherry Point, North Carolina. Um, I'm currently a firefighter. have been a firefighter paramedic for the last 16 years. Um, I'm with the McKinney Fire Department uh, up here on the north side of Dallas. Um, and I've been involved with nonprofit work as long as I've been in the fire service. Um, I feel like uh, my heart has always been towards uh, the the philanthropic side, just giving back and and helping out where I can. So uh, very early on in my career, I had some opportunities to get involved with a few things, and it's kind of led me to where I'm at right now. Um, I'm the founder of the Block Foundation. Uh, we our our mission statement is to benefit veterans and first responders in the DFW metroplex. We left it pretty vague so that we didn't get hold into one niche um, that we could. Uh, essentially, help any veteran or first responder that 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 comes to us for help. However, whatever that may look like, um, whether it's it's getting uh, some bills paid that they're struggling financially, or whether they need a liaison to kind of point them in the right direction to get um, some vetted, culturally competent mental health um, help. So that's that's where we're at with the Block Foundation. We're actually. Uh, currently right in the middle of a big move with the block foundation. We're actually, um, it's, it's about to get obtained uh, or excuse me, let me back up on that. The block foundation is uh, going through some big changes right now with, with ownership. Um, you know, I've, I've, one of the biggest struggles in, in nonprofit, anybody that's ever worked in nonprofit is fundraising. And I've, I, I pride myself. I've, I've uh, become a professional beggar is, is essentially what I feel like uh, at times with that. Um, but through those struggles uh, through those, those hardships with that, uh, it's kind of led me into a path of of where we're headed right now, which is we're about to partner with uh, a company called firehouse shirt club. And the owner of that is about to take ownership of the block foundation. I'm still going to remain as the executive director. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I no longer have to necessarily worry about uh where my funding is coming from I get to focus on what I want to do which is giving back to the firefighter and veteran communities um and and we're actually expanding it uh across the nation with with this uh with this company so a lot of big changes to come uh you know I'll, I'll share more details uh on our social media sites as they come about um but another great organization that I was really want to talk about today that I'm a part of is called Patriot Anglers. Um, it's the North Texas Patriot Anglers, to be exact. Uh, you know, two of my two of my good friends now, uh, Louis Duckwall, who is a retired gunnery sergeant, um, is the founder of that organization. And Mike Green, who's a retired captain uh, from the Marine Corps, uh, they both run that that organization. And I got tied up with them. Oh, it's been about a year and a half now. And it was one of the greatest trips I've ever been on. You know, it got me back going to, uh, to Angel Fire, which is kind of my near and dear to my heart. Cause I was actually born in Taos. And, and so I grew up skiing Angel Fire since I was knee high to a duck, you know, as a little bitty kid and I, all my memories go back to Angel Fire. And so Hadn't just happenstance, I got to go out to out with them to that area um, and and do some fly fishing, which I'd never done before. A Little intimidating, yeah. uh, you know, being a rookie at that, but um, you know once you get the hang of it, it's it, it gets addicting and mm-hmm. and in a good way. it's uh, it's so therapeutic. and and I can't even describe why it's therapeutic, to be honest with you. Um, it's just great experience, great organization. Um since then I've I've been on oh well over a dozen trips with them. Um it's kind of morphed into you know with me being a fireman, um it's kind of morphed into me being the cook for the trips, which is what I one thing that I really enjoy doing is is getting in the kitchen and and you know throwing down a meal for for everybody is there. And um so I'm I help out in that way as much as I can. Uh, and then you know, most recently. Um, it was a first for that organization for Patriot anglers. Uh, we got to do their, the first all firefighter trip. Um, and it was with some of my buddies that I work with at McKinney fire department. Cause, uh, as you and I were kind of chatting before this, uh, we've, we've had a pretty tough year with it, uh, up there and I'm, I won't get into all the details, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys on that department that, that needed a break and you know it just me and a friend of mine sitting around the smoking table at the firehouse uh one day and we we're both just like why don't we why don't we try to put this together and and so we got some things in action and and ended up having a three-day trip up there to Broken Bow and and uh and it was probably one of the best trips I've, I've ever done so
0: that's fantastic man. I'm glad you guys got that. I know, you know, without going into too many details, there was a lot of loss. There was a, a a very difficult year for you and your buds. So to be able to have something where you could all be together, um it is therapeutic just being out in the woods and and whether it's fishing or hunting or hiking and and you know just kind of being out there and you know kind of having that that stillness and calmness that can come about and the camaraderie that can be something that uh it it definitely can help heal. I mean there's it's never a full, you know, it's maybe it's a band-aid because that that is kind of always can be very fresh and and uh hard to, you know, move through some of those times, but I'm glad that you and your friends are able to have, you know, that experience which hopefully kind of helped to, you know, facilitate some beginning healing uh through that time. Um and I think that's you know, when you're talking about bringing people out into the outdoors, um, you know, can you talk about what Maybe some of the people who you've helped, you know, kind of mentor through that process and, and kind of walk through that process, how that they've responded is as far as being able to have that kind of be a therapeutical, uh, you know, uh, exercise of being out there. What is it done for them? And why do you think that that's important that we continue to be able to bring uh, those of service and, and, you know, first responders into that element? What, what do you see firsthand from that experience?
1: And. Yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that that part of it up because that's that's really what it's all about um, is is that individual experience uh, with that, and and so we try to cater to it um, through the Patriot Anglers. You know, we we first of all we we take care of um, the lodging, we take care of the food, we take care of the guide service. The only cost out of pocket for the the people that experience this is really getting up there and getting back home. And so we try to keep it as, as minimally impact on them as possible. Um, and, you know, I've, I've met some really great people through that organization that are, you know, both the the, the founder uh, and the guys that run it to the participants in there. And, and it's really, really humbling to see some of these guys come out that just looking at them, you can tell they're hurting. Like you can tell they're, they're not in the best place. They're, you know, they're, they're kind of struggling uh, as, as many veterans and, and first responders do. Um, and to be able to just provide a platform to help provide a platform uh, to give them a break, it's, it's like, as soon as, as soon as we get up there to the cabin, um, you can kind of see like a weight is just lifted off of them. if. If nothing more than for a few days, you know, and and that's really all we can ask for Um, with that is that they are relaxed and and having a great time while they're there. And and with the hopes that that carries on uh, when they get back home and um, and just showing them the not only getting out in nature, getting outside, getting you know waist deep in a river that's you know 40 degrees trying to you know put a fly right on the nose of of a brown trout or a rainbow trout or whatever you know whatever's swimming through that river but also and it, it almost kind of brings back a little bit of that brotherhood that we that we had in the military and that I think the majority of us crave um when when we get out you know it's something that You can't replicate that. Um, you know, I'm I'm a firefighter and and we have that brotherhood in the fire service. But as any fireman that that is also a veteran will tell you it it's still different. Um it's there's just nothing that compares that brotherhood in, in that in that military setting. And you know, and we just try to Recreate that as best we can within those three, three or four day trips that, that we get out there, and just to give them a little bit of uh, reassurance that that you know the struggles you're going through, you, you may feel alone, but you're really not alone. Like there's there's so many other guys that are sitting in your shoes right now that um it's just kind of helping connect some dots and and maybe making some connections with uh, with different people that that can help each other out after the fact after the the trip and and kind of one person you know who was in the same shoes as as this other person can kind of help guide the way of how they got in in a better in a better state uh, or better position or however you want to turn that i mean it's just so yeah it's being able to see that almost on an immediate uh Level is is pretty humbling, and and that's really at this point that's really what I crave is um, just being able to provide that that platform, in the hopes that that that's the outcome.
0: Well, it, it it's it's super important, you know, and I think for a lot of people who might not have family, you know, I, I, for myself, I can speak only for myself that I definitely have family members who have served, and I can see some of the things you're talking about, I understand the struggles of what it is to come back home. You've kind of, it's, it's something that it's a whole different life and lifestyle. And whenever you come back home, that brotherhood isn't necessarily there. Like you said, you can kind of get it and you understand it with having that brotherhood of, you know, being, you know, a firefighter. And there is that, and there is that if you're in, you know, police service, or if there's other types of First responders, that you know, there's a there is a, a connectivity there, but it isn't the same. And so, I kind of wanted you to also touch about that idea for maybe those who don't have that experience is What is it like for a lot of veterans when they're coming back home? They've been away um, in service, and then they're back. What do you see are some of the you know common struggles uh, uh, that people are facing when they're coming back? And you know, I mean, we can kind of dive into later on what it is you think maybe we need to shine the light on of what those struggles are and how we can go about maybe helping them as a greater, you know, good is our communities and such too, because, you know, obviously there, there's, you know, we've read the statistics, you know, there's so many people who have addictions uh, struggling with mental health. And so, you know, I I know that we can get into the fine details of everything, but I I really kind of want to give some broad strokes here and maybe talk, you know, as your experiences, your friends, your colleagues, what is that like um, for those who don't understand that? If you can maybe speak to that for a little bit.
1: Yeah, and that we're going to be here much longer than than we originally uh, anticipated. If if I'm really going down that path, right, right, um, right, I can get on I can get on my soapbox about that, and and I'll be here for the next three days talking about. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to get a new computer to start recording all this. Here. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: man try to to try to like condense that down uh to where it's easily digestible is I think you know it's it's one of those things that first of all you gotta start with boot camp and and I don't care if you're in the marine Corps or you know army navy Air Force coast Guard whatever like boot camps a boot camp and um You know, some are a little tougher than others, um, but they're essentially breaking you down and breaking old habits, and rebuilding you to the standard that they want, right? Which is not normal in our society. And I mean, just to bluntly put it, the, the the standard of those recruits coming out of boot camp is not the normal standard in society. Like that's not. What college students are—that's not what uh, people getting into their their career paths, or even just those that are, you know, trying to find a job here and there kind of thing. Those—that's not they cannot relate to that at all without going through it. So that's the initial part of it. I feel like is, is that's where the the initial struggle starts is in boot camp, uh, even though that's what the that branch of the military needs you to be. Um, we do a great job at training our guys and girls for the jobs that they're going to be doing, um, but none of the branches really do that great of a job in the transition afterwards to to try to get you back out in the real world and 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 give you those skills and and um, personality traits that are going to help you to be um, successful on on not just your uh, career, but also your social life, your, your interpersonal relationships, uh, with your family, your friends, you know, your significant others, whatever it is. Um, they don't really do a good job on the back end of that, I feel. And, um, uh, or at least that was my, that was my experience. They just gave me a a little two day class that at that time I had zero interest in, in uh, paying any attention to it. Um, and they gave me my papers and said, you know, good luck. And so here I was, 22 years old, um, you know, uh, combat veteran with multiple tours in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Africa. And, you know, I don't even know how many countries total got to visit. And, um, and here I am getting shoved out into the world uh, with no one to... You know, no one, no one that I have to check in with. That that that's was my normal. Like you always have a supervisor. It doesn't matter what right. your rank is. Like you always have a supervisor that's that's uh, you know pretty much telling you the next step to to make. And so here I am. You know, no one to answer to anymore. And and um, you know, most of the most of my friends that I went to high school with now have college degrees and are getting into the the their career fields and and starting families and, um, and, and I can't relate to them, you know, that I can't, their college experience is, is I can't compare it to to my military experience and I'm not saying one's better than the other by any completely different. That's everybody's past, right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, I just couldn't relate. And, um, and so it was, it was tough, uh, getting back out into the workforce, um, you know, going from certain standards to not having those standards. Um and man, I don't even know um trying to trying to keep this easily digestible uh, yeah, without yeah. getting without getting emotional or, or start, you know sounding like I'm accusatory or whatever um man, there's so many so many things that are still lacking on veterans care for that uh, and I'm and I'm going through that personally right now as we speak, with um you know just the the mental health care that i that i get on a regular basis um i refuse I, i've tried the va system and i refuse to go to that it because it's more stressful than it is helpful um how so do you mean so um you know we live in a digital world now and so the VA is trying to, you know, pinch every penny that they can, and um, uh, the majority of the appointments that I have now, especially with where I live, which is not close to a big metropolitan area, Uh, I'm kind of, you know, out east in East Texas. Um, Because I live out there, they, they like to do everything virtual, and so if you can imagine, Trying to have a counseling session when you're talking to, you know, somebody on on Zoom or or a computer screen or or on your phone, um, and trying to really get into that vulnerable state and and have those therapies be effective in the least bit, it's there's just a major disconnect with that. Um, I feel, and that's what the VA pushes, and that's along with meds. You know, in my experience, you know, it's. Me, let me kind of uh, delve off into another mm-hmm. topic real quick. But the the Block Foundation, um, you know, it's named after uh, one of my best friends that I grew up with. Uh, his name is John Hartwig. His nickname was Block because uh, he had a block head, but he, he owned it. So it was a term of endearment, and he 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 loved it. Um, You know, he, he got up. He was a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps. He, you know, I got out. He and I joined together. I got out after four years. He stayed in. He found the family that that he longed for, that he wanted, and that was the Marine Corps, and that was his family. And um, you know, he ends up getting uh, medically retired for some mental health issues uh, for <coughs> combat experiences that he went through over there. And <coughs> excuse me, uh, he made it about eighteen months, and. Uh, December 18th of 2015, uh, John lost the title. And um, I had to watch his two little girls that are the same age as my two little girls bury their daddy four days before Christmas. And so that that was kind of a, you know, hidden home moment for me for sure. Um, and that's really what made me make that, that turn with the philanthropic side, with the nonprofit side of things to really start focusing on, on mental health. Uh, cause before that I was, <clears throat> man, I was just like the majority of people out there. I was so ignorant to, to what, what it really is. And, um, uh, and, um, and I was in denial of, of my own anxieties and, and, um, you know, short tempers and, and just, uh, everything else that went along with that. And so it kind of made me, Take a step back and do some do some searching, and uh, you know myself, and and I um, can now tell you that I'm probably in the best place that I've ever been as in my adult life. Uh, with that, thankfully, you know there's kind of a silver lining through through all this, and and you know John, unfortunately, you know um, was not the only one that I lost. I, um, I buried 13 of my friends to suicide and uh it's it's tough um still still emotional on a lot of it um still working through some of it and you know most recently i lost my partner um at the fire department uh february 13th this year um he he lost his battle uh with mental health and and took his own life and uh, so I've been been around it a um, lot more than than I definitely care to be, um, but it's you know uh, it's one of those things. It's like I gotta keep fighting um, to for people to have those conversations um, because I feel like being proactive in the, in the mental health community is really the only way to, to kind of put a stop to it uh, or to at least put a, put a dent in the numbers. Uh, And, and um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my drive with, with all of it. Uh, You know, I'm not trying to take a dark turn on any of this or put a damper on the, on the mood, but um, yeah. that's the reality
0: and so it's um um, and thank you for for being so open and sharing everything man it's i know it's very difficult to talk about it's hard to hear it and um but it's a necessity and i think we need to shine the light on that darkness of what's happening because i think a lot of times maybe even the organizations that are trying to help are throwing a blanket over it or trying not to expose the true numbers of what's happening and what's happening when our veterans come home. And it's, you know, I, I, I am just, it,
1: you know, I, know I don't know many, the answer to that. I don't know yeah. the answer to, um, to, to what it is that, that, that is the fix. Cause there are a lot of people out there in the mental health community that um, are far more educated and far more experienced than I am uh, with every letter of the alphabet behind their name uh, and credentials that that are still struggling the same on, on trying to figure out what that answer is. And and it's just, it's so it's mental health is so dynamic that it it's really just unique to every individual. And, and like you said, there, there are a lot of organizations and um, uh, that are out there that, that are trying to just throw a blanket over it in the hopes that that it kind of does something productive, and so you know we see being in the mental health community as long as I have been, um, you definitely see like the the old Marine Corps adage that that we always used to say: it's good initiative, bad bad judgment type deal. Like the initiatives there, like the, the good, it's it's all done out of good intent but you know looking back on it and, you know the, the whole hindsight 2020 thing it's it, it, probably a lot of these things that are, that are that have been done or are being done probably aren't the best options that we that we have out there and and there's some other organizations like Patriot anglers and, and another one locally here it's uh, 3FTL uh, that are doing some phenomenal things with with uh, Patriot Anglers getting getting our men and women out in in nature and, and experiencing that and and um, and providing that type of platform to three FTL, um, you know, helping with uh, the clinical aspect of things, getting you into uh, counseling and and uh, a psychiatrist if you need it or whatever type of therapy um, you think they think that 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 would be best suited for you. It's you know. That, they are vetted, culturally competent um, mental health clinicians that um, they're doing some great work up here in the, in the DFW Metroplex. And, and I can't speak enough about them. And there's, and there's a handful of other organizations like uh, Dr. Heather Swaddell with, with First uh, doing some great stuff as well. They're, they've got a really phenomenal uh, setup down there at the Star uh, in Frisco. And they encompass kind of a whole health uh, mentality with with their treatment plan. Uh, anything from physical therapy to to the counseling aspect to uh, the recovery type stuff of you know cryotherapy, red light therapy, um, you know um, sitting in a sauna, uh, cold water therapy, just all all kinds of stuff that they have at that facility. It's really phenomenal, um, and there's so many more out there that that. I mean, again, I'd be here for three days listening yeah. out all the all the great organizations that are doing some, some stuff out there. But but yeah, unfortunately you see some as well that that are just kind of throwing that blanket out in, in the hopes that that something sticks. And um yeah. Well,
0: um if you know, I I think we're gonna have to have continued conversations because I wanna dive into some things more with you and and yeah. and but I for, for this, you know, I, I wanted to give people an idea of, uh, you know, the organizations you're working with. And um, I really appreciate, Curtis, you being so open and talking about these things. We need to, I think, I think so many people in our day-to-day lives, we're just going through and we're, you know, the little nitpicky shit that we worry about. And then it's like, you really have people who have gone over there. They've volunteered to serve our country for protecting our freedoms and our way of life that we take for granted so often. And these people are coming home and I'm not going to say everyone's damaged, but I've yet to met a, meet a veteran who doesn't have some residual damage or the idea of that true, you know, transition back into civilian life. Cause I don't think there ever is really a full transition into civilian life. You are trained as a, as a soldier, or a warrior, or as a, you know, whatever it is in that capacity. And I think coming back in to have that transition, we need to have the resources. You need to have the mental health. You need to be able to have, you know, whatever it is, if you have some physical, you know, issues or ailments to be able to deal with that. And it's not just the pop a pill culture, take, 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 because then you're going to need more, more, more. And then we know what happens. And, but a lot of people don't know what happens. And that's where I feel like it's important for all of us to wake up to the reality that, we have problems that we need to fix and it's not just maybe throwing you know money or or pills at something or you know we could really need to have competent mental health for those people i feel like in in my opinion the people who need the, the most support in our entire country are those who have served those are the people who have done everything they've given everything they've sacrificed their families have sacrificed their children their parents everybody has sacrificed for those people who are giving everything and we need to be there to support them and, and give them our our full heart, soul, whatever it is that we need to do to provide. So
1: and I think one thing that, I, that I'd like to say to those out there, if they're if they are struggling, um, you know, it's 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 a difficult conversation to have that that you might. That you might be hurting or or you might need help, but it is. One of the most important conversations you'll ever have and and I promise you that if you put in just a little bit of effort to to find that that therapy that that works for you, uh it will change your life and Another thing that I really want to uh, touch on real quick is one of the things that has helped me the most recently is um you know, and I, and I've got to give credit to to my girlfriend that, um, kind of kind of getting me back into this, but, um, getting back into church and and finding that that men's group that that holds you accountable, and uh, and just finding a good church base um, that I don't know I can't speak highly enough of that 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 kind of renewing my faith. Um, with all that is, has really just been one of the best things that's happened to me recently. So those are the, those are the last two things I really wanted to share. So appreciate it.
0: Thank you, man. It, it, it's so true. You know, it that kind of that first step is recognizing sometimes there's a problem, whether, you know, whatever it is that, that and, and, you know, especially mentally it's hard for a lot of people to admit that, that there's mm-hmm. things going on there that, that they're weak and they need help, especially when those have been people yeah. who have been trained to be the strongest in that sense. And it's like, it, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard, but yes. you know, that that other approach of what may happen when you feel like you're in the darkest place, it, it's not, it, it, it just leaves behind so many, It it fractures more than it can ever do anything else. It fractures the lives of those around you after. And it's, we, we, we need to be able to to seek out help and get it. And there's places and there's organizations and there's foundations and there's people who care and there's people that want to make sure that if you're struggling, they help you through that. And I think that's something Absolutely. that is is of the utmost importance. And uh, wow. Um, Curtis, thank you for joining me today. Before we leave, thank if you'll you. please uh, kind of tell everyone where they can go to to learn more about these organizations um, and, you know, kind of the website, uh, any socials that you have going on and um, how they can go ahead and, you know, maybe reach out to you if you, you want to talk to them more.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's North Texas Patriot Anglers. Um, you can Google search that. And and they're on i know they're on facebook and and uh, instagram as well block foundation it's blockfoundation.org um, we're on facebook uh, instagram as well three um, ftl is another another one. First, it's um and it's the f1 rst uh, it's dr heather swaddell um that's another great uh organization to go look up uh, across all the platforms as well so it Man, I don't know. There's, there's so many. You start, you start searching those up, and 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 you'll start getting, you know, tagged into um, a few of the others that that are right there on par with with the rest of them. So, well,
0: good deal. I'll put the links in below so everyone can kind of check those out. Once again, Curtis, thank you for being open, being honest, being vulnerable, and being, you know, helping out other people and extending, you know, your heart and you know your compassion and your empathy for others and and helping them kind of find some healing because it's the most important thing. And uh, once again, thank you for your service.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk again soon and you take care. Thanks.